Alright, let's talk about Bojo's. The only place where you can get a two-carto mountain pie. What was that? <laughs> it's just, it was a fun, let's talk about Bojo's. <laughs> it's your favorite locally owned, legendary, unbelievable, delicious pizza joint. Guess what? They're giving the DNVR fam a free honey cheese bread with a purchase of an entree. That's right. The only place where you can find a true Colorado mountain mouth-watering pie is Bojo's, and they are hooking you up with a free honey cheese bread. Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those of us who are just passing through. Want to know where the best pizza in town is? The only answer is Bojo's. Their dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. I don't like calling a pizza a pie. I, it sounds weird. This is a real Adam take. So when you order, do you call it a pie? When you order you go a pie, like, I'm you just say a pizza. I've never thought twice about it. Really? But, but no, I don't. Because a I pie do. to me is like a, a, like a like a a delicious dessert. Well, yes, it's that too. I know, but that's only what it is. Do but you, if, if you're hanging around with a bunch of guys, you're like. Should we get pizza? Yeah, 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 let's get a pie. I never say, no, to me, that <laughs> sounds, that, it sounds like we're going you, to a village I think gym. you only talk in pies when you're talking quantity. Like, how many? How many? Oh, oh two pies. Two pies. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So- All right, so... Guys, we are here in the bowels of Pepsi Center as we turn I really hate that expression. (laughs) In the bowels. In the guts. (laughs) We're here uh, in the guts of Pepsi Center. Uh, After what I think was the best win of the season, it's hard to say, there have been some really good ones. This was an incredible night. One of my favorite Jokic's, uh, Jokic games Maybe of all, uh, like, of his career. Doesn't jump up. The stats aren't going to jump. I don't think the highlight reel is going to be awesome. But this was an incredible performance and an incredible win. Start with you, Brendan. I'm joined by Brendan Vogt, Harrison Wynn. Uh, and, of course, as always, presented by... Illegal Peace. Peace. Mm. No. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Um, God, I'm so hungry. We, we're recording this at 1 o'clock, and every time I say <laughs> I the Illegal Peace, it's like Pavlov's dog. As soon as I say illegal pizza, I get hungry. Order some nachos. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't stop How it. many pies? Oh, my gosh. We need to get to petition illegal pizza to stay open on game nights until 2 in the morning so we can <laughs> Just go. so us three Just can so go. We can go. <laughs> we'll, gonna, we'll order a lot. We'll order we'll a lot. <laughs> no, uh, Brendan, I'm going to start with you, though. First takeaway from this game. Yeah, Jokic dominated. And he dominated in a way that, I mean, it's Rudy Gobert planted in the paint. No, defensive player of the year. Defensive player mm-hmm. of the year. No one's willing to or capable of making an outside shot. Um, the three starters are out, and Yoke just makes it happen. And like, I, there's a handful of assists he had that happened because nothing was doing. He took it right to Gobert's chest, right, and found a late crasher or a cutter. Yeah. He just kind of made it happen. Um, how good he was down the stretch off as a scorer. 11 of, of the team's 12 final points, 11 straight, again, on the reigning defensive player of the year. He accepted every challenge tonight from offense to defense, and perhaps most importantly, as Malone said after the game, he was vocal and engaged as a leader. Yeah. Not well put. Thanks. <laughs> that was, that I, guess, do want, I don't I know think, what's left right, for you. That's it for today. Yeah, yeah, show, that was great. Wow. Um, Legal Pete's? I, I agree with all that. <laughs> <laughs> I sense that from the opening tip, though. Mm. Jokic was playing at like 100 miles for an hour sure. from the opening tip. And he even had a weird turnover at the beginning. He got blocked by Rudy Gobert pretty hard in the first quarter. Um, but you could tell he was you know, in sixth gear tonight. He, he was super yeah. engaged from the opening tip. And 
Now that carried for for most of the game, um, but we probably should, should mention the twenty-seven to one run in the third quarter. That, that was absolutely huge. <laughs> uh, that kind of changed the game. But yes, the big story tonight: Jokic closing out the Jazz for probably the Nuggets' best one of the year. I want to go back to the block because early on in this game, I think Jokic has a turnover on the first possession. He gets blocked by Gobert early on, like. The thing that is impressive, and I, it's not even surprising anymore, when Jokic takes a game seriously, and it's very clear he took this game seriously, when he takes a game seriously like this, he doesn't get discouraged. He just yep. like has this confidence. And I don't want to say swagger, because I don't think I can say Jokic and swagger in the same sense. It just doesn't make sense. But he no, just carries- he, he does have that swagger, though, when... Um... <laughs> You can tell when he's like palming the ball all weird on DHOs and whatnot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're feeling right. himself. Yeah, he oh, feels yeah. himself a little bit. He, but he, even tonight, it wasn't that though. What, I, what I'm saying was tonight, he just had this thing about him like where he missed a shot. He was like, oh my God, I guess that means I'm making the next five. He's like, I can't wait for my next yeah, chance. Yeah, like right? he just yeah. kept going. At it. He just had this like, it's funny. Michael Porter Jr. says he has a calmness to him. And I just love that phrase. Like when you're on the court, you just feel calm. I kind of felt calm tonight watching the game because I was like, oh man, Yoke's got this. Steely determination. Yeah. Right? Mm. Votes on fire. Do you just want to take over? <laughs> I was actually going to take the rest of the night off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess you did. You did good. Um, no, it was a... No, I, I thought he maybe took this matchup personally tonight. I, I don't do know if too. that's necessarily the right way to frame it, but he said after the game he was asked about that. Some people called it the Kobe. I think TJ called it the dream shake. Everyone was getting carried away. Who called away. it the Kobe? I did. Um, Harrison. <laughs> we were all a little carried that away. That was kind of Kobe in the mid-post. But that, that shot he hit down the stretch, and, and I think he was asked after the it game, was. what was going through your mind? And he said, I, I can't tell you guys. I can't say it on record. It was He was joking, right? I think meaning he was fired up. Like he, internally, like maybe he was. Gobert has punked him before. Yeah. And Gobert I think punked he, him last year. And so two, I want to take, I want to go back to this. Because last year, Gobert blocked the shot a bunch of times. After the game, I think Mike Singer asked him, hey, Gobert's a really tough matchup. He struggled with him. And he kind of looked at him and he goes, Favors is the one guarding me. Mm-hmm. He's just coming over. And he kind of he said it in a way that, to me, I filed it away of like, he doesn't like this narrative that Gobert can guard him. Mm-hmm. It's really this idea of Favors is guarding me. Look, Favors is guarding him well this year, mm-hmm. right? But when you have two guys and one guy just has to come over and help and block the shot, I think he rubbed him the wrong way. Tonight, I do think, I really believe this, I do think he wanted to make a point against Gobert. And that point was, this dude can't guard me. He also stepped up to the plate defensively, too. Defensively, he was incredible. Yeah, I thought this was one of those, like, where rare ones where, like, Jokic wanted it for him. Yeah. Not because it would have been fun, not because the team needed a win. He was finna get that done. Well, it was a division game, and Denver now moves to 7-0 and in the division. That's crazy. It's a great start, a great padding. I think the Jazz now have three divisional losses. That's, that's big time. That Huge. matters. That means something. So, um, yeah, for Jokic, this was just an all-timer. Uh, and it's funny, he finished a minus four, which if he wasn't on the court tonight, Denver, I think, loses by 30 points. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, they have really nobody else to well, score. So the thing is, I thought Jokic on every single possession in this game did something to put his team in position to score. Like every, and then yeah. on the defensive end, he just made so many rotations and plays and put himself out there. This was this really was an all timer when we talk about regular season Jokic performances. And the funny thing is, his stat line is not that impressive: twenty eight points, four five re- four rebounds. The Nuggets, it is important to know, out rebounded the Jazz by eight. Right. Torrey Craig stole a lot of those rebounds. Not so, even so did MPJ. Not even stole. I think Jokic was his, boxing out. His job was to box out yep. tonight, and he did that yeah, job very, very well. Him. But he had 10 assists. He had three steals. 
Um, he just he was he was everywhere. It was this was an incredible game. He was emotional, man. He was emotional tonight. He, I think we're downplaying also the way Malone chose to approach the Jokic post game comments today. Let's go right into it because yeah. I, I agree. So he said. He didn't just use this game as an example. He kind of used Last it as couple, a, a right, really the season as a whole. Right, he that Jokic is growing into this role as a vocal leader. That he's willing to accept it. And we've talked earlier months ago. Oh well, his demeanor looks better. He looks willing to accept some of these challenges. Next step is for him to get vocal. Yeah. Well, he is. I mean, I think of the New Orleans game a few games ago. Late in the fourth, he got his guys together in a huddle, and I don't know what he was yelling, but he had a point to get across. I think this is an extremely important development in Jokic's career. Yeah, and Malone said specifically in that Memphis game that Denver lost, Jokic was the only one talking yeah. on the sidelines. This is. By the way, I want to say something real quick. I was critical of Jokic in our immediate post-game show of that Memphis game. When I went back and rewatched, I actually thought he had a really good game. Now he did mope. He, he was clearly frustrated. The emotion, like He wasn't engaged like he was tonight. But actually, on rewatch, I thought Jokic's last game against Memphis was actually very impressive. But I think that's what that highlights what made tonight so impressive. Like he was good in that game, but it, it lacked a little whatever this was. Right. right? I'm not going to let us a lose. refusal to lose. Yeah, I think in that yeah. one he was so frustrated he was just like sure. Leon can't do everything. This one it was a little bit more of like no matter what happens I'm going to yeah, make a so, one. So so Jokic as this vocal leader, it, it's a incredibly significant development. It's also to me a very surprising development. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen Jokic step up before, like last year. You know, Denver was down, down three stars for a while. It was what he did on the court. He kind of plays his best when they beat him. Like <laughs> I mean, it's just know. a little simpler when, when, when yeah, they're down like three true. stars. It hey, really Yoke, is. Can you go be our best player? <laughs> it really is. So he did that last year, and this year he's doing it again. I mean, he's been unbelievable over the last couple of months, like playing at an all-star MVP level. Um, but, you know, him stepping up off the court is surprising to me because, you know, I've talked to some guys in that locker room who just didn't think he was ever going to be that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was some serious doubt that he could ever be that kind of vocal leader. So see him do that is incredibly significant. Do you – I wonder – you know, we talked earlier in the season about how Murray was becoming this guy. Yeah. Like a lot of people were turning – and I wonder if Murray's absence sort of allows Jokic to step into this role for a couple of reasons. One, obviously Murray not being there. But two, it might be easier to tell Michael Porter Jr. what to do. Monte Morris, P.J. Dozier, Malik Beasley, Jeremy Grant – it might be harder to tell Paul Millsap what to do. and like, Not that Paul Millsap wouldn't be responsive to it. I think he would, but he's a veteran. He's smart. He knows what to do. Jamal Murray, he's the sidekick. He, he, I wonder if it's just easier when you have guys. I mean, everybody on the court tonight, Will Barton is the only one that you could say maybe Yoke feels like he's not you know, below him or whatever. You know, like, But at the same time, Will Barton loves Yoke. Right, like, he knows it. Yeah, they have that they have relationship. Right so I wonder time. if there is something, too, like – there's an easy sort of dichotomy here. And I also think, I mean, we, Yoke was asked about this after the game. He joked, of course, saying, oh, I simply didn't want to do it, meaning yeah, be yeah, vocal yeah. earlier. Which, but, Yoke's jokes kind of always seem like the truth, just with the Yeah, laugh. it was like a half joke. <laughs> yes, that, that is the truth. But, he, <laughs> the truth. I but I do think he gave some version of an insightful answer when pressed. I think he said, no, I, I want to, I, if I see something, I want to say something. But he was wary of putting out misinformation or wrong information, as he put it. My read on that simply being it t- it's taken Jokic until this moment to realize, hey, whatever your instinct is, it's probably right. Yeah. You know, and I think if that's the case that he's learning to trust himself, I mean, yeah, it's hard to overstate how significant that is. 
I thought this was incredible. Last year, everybody went down but Murray and Jokic, and those two sort of developed this chemistry. I do wonder if there's something to everybody's down now. I mean, everyone, yeah. and, and it's just Jokic. I wonder if there's even something more valuable to Jokic learning. Not, I don't want to say how to do it on his own because that's not the right answer, but just learning that he can do it on his own when needed, and maybe that helps everybody sort of fall in the proper proper line or whatever and he knows it too you know deep down he knows it he knows he's got to take over in games like this right. he also knows he can i mean tonight yeah. was a, tonight was like a, a incredible belief uh we're talking there's other guys that had a great game but we're spending this first segment on Jokic, in my opinion because it was just such a such a story of this game and utah jazz are good utah jazz been one of the hottest teams in the nba for a while i know they're on the second night of a back-to-back and they were down conley so, you know, they're, they're, I think Denver came in favored sure. by a point and a half or something we're like that. We're down three starters. This, this is a down matchup folks were worried about. Here's another thing I want to tell you. Utah Jazz shot 46% from three-point tonight on 37 attempts. Huh. That's 17 made three-pointers. Boyan Bogdanovich, 6 of 10. Um, you, Jordan Clarkson, 7 of 12. They get 37 points from him. <laughs> I'm encouraged by the fact that, yes, Donovan Mitchell really struggled. They shot lights out, and they got huge monstrous production from Jordan Clarkson. Denver still won. This is a dumb take after one game, but it didn't – that wasn't just like, a, oh, wow, Denver won that game. I walked away from that think, like feeling a lot more confident in the Utah-Denver matchup. I know that's a very prisoner-of-the-moment takeaway, and I cop to that. But, but you're right that you at least see the – oh, yeah, like there is there's something – There's them. a path to Denver. You're not yeah. as terrified about the Gobert factor as at least I was – Prior to this, it's a better way about to what it. that could look like in a series. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's go to break. When we come back, though, a couple other players had some really, really su- not surprising, but really, really stepped up in this game. Tory Craig and Michael Porter Jr. We'll talk about them here in a second. But first, we well, guys have probably heard about it if you watched uh, the Goaties the other night. The Goaties. Uh, we were all drinking it. The new Mile High City Breck beer. Copper lager. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were calling for. No. We'll, we'll workshop that. We're going to workshop uh, But yeah, the, the, the new beer from Breck Brew, it's a copper lager. I got to admit, there's some mixed reviews throughout the company about this, but I, I got to say. like, No, you know what? The mixed reviews were me being a hater, and I've come around. I've come around. Yeah. With you, already, you already, oh, you already I swung, it for it, All it took was the goaties, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I understood what this is about. I love it. I love it. I can't wait for another yeah. one. Yeah, super smooth. I, I'm not a fan of, like, he- it's not a heavy beer even, but it's like a normal beer. Um, I, I like light beers, but this one's pretty light, I think. Yeah, it's this easy, really light. easy one to drink. It's got a gorgeous can. Yeah. If you're into a gorgeous can, Dude, yeah. cool can. We got to get D-Line to make a graphic of, uh, like, two two columns. Harrison is a fan or is not a fan. <laughs> Windmills, Turbines, statues, yeah. honey. You got to be on one side or the other in this yeah. in a Normal beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is great, though. Check it out. Yeah. A really cool collaboration that we've been able to be a part of. D- our guy, Eric Weedham, part of DNVR, designed this really, really dope shirt that might be the, one of the dopest designs he's put Swing. together Swing. as part of the unveiling. Like, how cool is that? We got to be part of this unveiling. So, check it out. What else we got? That's it. That's it? Yeah. That's it. There's yes. nothing else. Usually there's two there. There's only one? <laughs> there's only one. There's only one. Are you sure you're reading the right thing? I well, love how shout out Piper Electric, but I don't have a read for them anymore. So. Oh, right, well, sure then out. maybe don't. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, let's talk about Michael Porter Jr., one of my favorite <laughs> subjects. Um, oh, that section of the podcast. This section of the podcast. <laughs> guys, need not a every sponsor. game is about Michael Porter Jr. 
Only the ones that he plays in. Historic rookie season. (laughs) So tonight he goes. So one thing you can say about MPJ, he puts up stats. I don't. (laughs) I don't. You can because I don't. You know, some guys put up stats and some guys have incredible impact, but they don't. He always puts up stats. Tonight in twenty-five minutes, not even that many minutes, he was twelve points, twelve rebounds, two assists, one block, one steal. He was a plus eight. He was on the court for the most important part of the game, that 27-1 to run that you mentioned. But more than that, he just gives something different to Denver. He gives – they ran a play for him during that 27-1 to run called Strong, a double pin down where he just came off the pin down, grabbed the ball, and shot it. Like, and it was one of those things that was like, yeah, you can't stop that. I mean, if he's going to shoot that, you can't stop him. He's 6'10", and he fell away on the run. He's, he's not, incredible. And like, you just look at it and you go, man, this dude is just scraping the surface. And yeah. – I mean, tonight, I don't even think this was a, a, a great game from him, but there were great moments in him. I, I'm actually going to put him in the honor roll on tonight's player grades, and I thought it was his defense that pushed him over the top. Great, he, point. His, his, great point. He was a turnaround, a deterrent around the rim. Um, he used his physical tools to his advantage. And, look, you, you can't be a part of a 27-1 to run if you're a liability out there defensively. He was not. Yeah. To, to your point, that play they ran for him and that just pull-up jumper. That's something nobody on this team can do. Sure. That, and that's what I mean. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, there's something to that. And it's funny. Like, Gary Harris used to have this. Even Jamal Murray, you don't see him, like, coming off screens, catching the ball and going up a la J.J. Redick. It's just the combination of length and size and, you know, how high his release is. How high his jump is. Like, yeah. he gets elevation. Yeah. Um, I There were just moments in here where you saw it and you go, man. And then the end of the third quarter, to start that run, Jokic and MPJ, they just don't play a lot together. You put them together with PJ Dozier, and you just had this incredible length, this tenacity, this I don't know. It just it looked like a different Nuggets team than we we have seen, and clearly because the Utah Jazz were ill prepared for it. You were pretty complimentary of PJ Dozier on the Twitter tonight. What did you see from him? Well, I saw some composure. <laughs> mm, you're welcome. A PJ composure. No, I saw a couple things. I saw incredible defense. Mm. And not just, you know, you guys, everybody knows I love Lonzo Ball. I'm a big Lonzo Ball fan. Everyone Lon- knows. Lon- everybody knows. Lonzo does this thing when he's guarding people out on the perimeter where he kind of puts his hands behind his back. Do you know what I'm talking about? You ever watch Lonzo? To where, avoid when he, the reach-in? Or? To avoid the reach-in, but it's also sort of this, like, this thing where you're, he's kind of almost like saying, like, you can't get around me and I don't need to steal the ball. I'm gonna, and then he picks the moment perfectly. P.J. had a couple of those today. He didn't put his hands behind his back, but he puts him to the side in this way of, like, you're not going to get around me. And I know I'm waiting for that perfect moment that I know is coming. Boom, got you. And he just had these great defensive moments today where I was like, man, that guy is a shadow. You can't juke him. Like, he just stays with you, and he's got that length to, to go after you. Yeah. yeah, I've talked about this a bunch, but just having as much length as he does – and also, side note, they were going up against Moutier tonight. <laughs> yeah. Moutier, after the new heights have come out from the league, is now listed at 6'3". That's wrong, by the way. Are I'm you si- sure? I'm pretty sure, man. I, I'm 6'5", and Moutier's the guy that I felt like was about my exact height. Like, Gary Harris, I, Gary Harris to me is 6'3". Well, anyways, um, if Moody is actually 6'2", that kind of changes everything. Well, I think PJ is like 6'7". Right. I mean, he's, he's PJ really long. He's a legit 6'6", 6'5", 6'6". Yeah, but he has he's the shoulders of a 6'7". PJ like, Dozier's taller than me. Yeah. Um, but just being that long gives you so many advantages on defense, man. His hands you are big. His, do his things shoulders that guys who are 6'3", like Moody might be. Just, just yeah, might be. <laughs> but defensively, he was great. But also... 
You know, I was thinking about this. Denver, having that guy that can just kind of get to the rim but, and then kind of knows what to do. And I don't – the knows what to do part is the part I don't know about P.J. just yet. I know he can score in the G League. A couple ill-advised shots tonight. I, a couple uh, ill-advised yeah. shots, but also just some like a little too, I would say, overzealous mm-hmm. at, at times. Mm-hmm. But he can get to the rim in a way that even Murray and Barton struggle with. You know, but Murray and Barton both can squeeze into tight spaces and kind of like be crafty and maneuver around. PJ can kind of explode to the rim in a way that's like, oh, you got to collapse here. And I don't know. I just, he has some weapons in him that I like. And I'll tell you what I want to see going forward. I, I know I get throughout rotations all the time. Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. need to play a lot more than they have. I think, P, I think PJ Dozier might be a great piece to put there. Malone's always worried about having enough defense on the court when he does that. I think PJ Dozier might be a guy that can, can really, really help with that. Mm. Yeah, he's just got great feel defensively, I feel like, especially on the ball. Just knows how to, like, poke it loose at the right time, you know, if a guy's, like, trying to protect it with his body or whatnot. Yeah. Just knows how to do that little wraparound thing. Dude, his body just stands, like, every time I see him on the court, I, like, have that realization again. You know what I mean? Those shoulders pop. Vanderbilt and uh, Jeremy Grant (laughs) have, like, perfect basketball Oh, yeah, yeah, And you were saying this tonight when Grant and Vando are on the floor. like a scale. (laughs) Like, Vando just looks like Jeremy Grant probably did three years ago. Like his little brother or something. Yeah, his little brother. Yeah, in two years, they'll probably look exactly the same. I'm glad we got some Vando minutes lately. I mean, it was only three minutes minutes and 48 seconds, and he got a goose egg all around. So it wasn't like there was a ton of production, but... It was interesting and noteworthy, at least, that Malone went to Vanderbilt and not Wancho. And I'm fine with that. I mean, Wancho is... It's time. I, it is, it's kind of time. Like, yeah. I still believe in Wancho, just not in Denver. I mean, there's far more value in checking out what you got in Jared Vanderbilt at this point. Right? Wancho actually had a big contribution to uh, tonight's events. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it. Oh, I'm very curious. Uh, he actually was the one who texted Jokic to let him know that he made the All-Star game. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I love that I knew before Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. What did Jokic respond? Did he say anything? Probably not. I was just like, cool. Oh, yep, cool. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> cool. He's probably like, ah, oh, sucks. I was hoping to go on vacation. <laughs> and by vacation, it just meant slept in his apartment for seven days. <laughs> straight days. Vacation, like meaning going to the gym and lifting every morning? Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, hang, on. Hey, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. I'm not joking. Tri- yeah. Tricep watches on. Are you being really, are are we, serious? I'm being 100% serious. First of all, Yoke looks phenomenal. I've never seen I'm not one of you. Six pack watches on. Dude, uh, <laughs> dude, he looked cut tonight. Can he you did. imagine you know, getting like him for real shape? I thought about it a lot. It's almost definitely the case that he just gets worse. He can't be Jokic and Jacked. He can't be both. No, man, I'm telling you, there <laughs> might be something can, to it. Though. I think he, Sabonis is the guy I look at because like Sabonis isn't like ripped. You know, he's not like Mason Plumlee Jack, but he's just like very lean. And I look at him and I go, man, what would Jokic look like? That he's taller. He's got longer arms. Here's and my. Then he's just better. Like he's. Uh, Here's my insincere pushback. Uh, Jokic will never get hurt as is. I know. Don't change a thing. I know. I do. I sometimes do wonder about that. Like Jokic just never is like in the red. You right. Know, he's a race car yeah. that's always like on right, cruise right, control. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but but seriously, he does look in great shape. He looks incredible. He and he's and I think in a weird way, Jokic was in a great mood tonight. He's in a really really good mood. Jokic's moods are funny. He was feeling watch. himself. Jokic, he was feeling himself tonight at the, the post game. Um, he, uh, oh, I forgot where I was going to go. With Good. That I got That's very my move, Adam. <laughs> no, he, uh, no, he looks phenomenal. In physical shape, he looks phenomenal. And he was happy. Um, he's just in his zone, he's in his bag. Yeah. Tory Craig. 
Stat line, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 1 assist. No, you read that wrong. You're supposed to read Donovan Mitchell's stat line first. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to get to. 13 and 10 is actually really good. We talked about Jokic boxing. How will Torrey Craig oblige to grab the rebounds? He was a plus 6. I'm tough on Torrey Craig. Tonight he was 0 for 2 from the 3-point line. I talk about he has to shoot 3s to be of value. That was not the case tonight because as as was just spoiled by, uh, by Brendan. Yeah, that's my bad. Donovan Mitchell goes 1 of 12, 0 of 6 from 3. Four points, eight assists, four turns, five rebounds, four turnovers, and a team worst minus nine. And those four points didn't come till the final. Yeah, well, six they were really very late, and yeah. I don't even think they were on Tory. Like Tory had to switch over to Jordan Clarkson because there's only one Tory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that actually happened. That actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, like you know said, what? we gotta get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. Jordan Clarkson on <laughs> twenty four in the fourth. Twenty four. Did he really have twenty four in the fourth? Unbelievable. So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. Um, that's, but bad, no, that's bad news for Jazz fans. Tory Craig is good. We've always said this. Tory Craig's really good against quick guys that he has more size than, and he's like longer than Donovan Mitchell. He blocked him a few. Those are becoming <clears throat> classic Tories where yeah, he's he not gets beat. And he's then, not yeah. quite beat though. Like he does a great job yeah. of being only like quarter step. He'll beat, give you that window, and, right? and then he yeah. gets you. And he just, yeah. he had two of them tonight. It's kind of become a signature move. So, so Tory had so many of the classic Tory plays tonight. <laughs> Crash so Bandicoot. Like, um, you know, goes for a steal out on the perimeter, doesn't get it, and then the Jazz get a wide open three. Yeah. <laughs> or just like crashing into one of his teammates and Denver can't get the uh, defensive. Donovan ground. Mitchell's on the ground with the ball, has nowhere to go. Tory inexplicably dives yeah. into him. And oh, <laughs> yeah. he, he had an all-timer in Memphis. He ran all the way across the court to get an offensive rebound and then fell out of bounds with nobody on him. Like, he, he, had a, he had a ton of those tonight, but, man, he played freaking incredible. Yeah, he, he played was... incredible defense. This was just one of my favorite Torrey Craig games ever, man. He was awesome. I love Torrey Craig because I didn't know that my approach to youth soccer could work in the NBA. <laughs> Can I? You guys know I'm very hard on Torrey Craig. I've, and I've actually been I'm on record for saying this as well. I think Torrey Craig has a role on the Denver Nuggets. I really do. I just don't like the role that he is quite often given. And what's interesting is you start to look at the guys that go for it. I think he's an important piece in the playoffs because he's the only guy that can shut down Donovan Mitchell. And, mm-hmm. you know, that those types. There's a bunch yeah. of different guys like that. I think he has a role on this team. And the more you put shooters around him, <laughs> they're not putting them around him, but alongside him, the more he works. And the Nuggets have two guys right now that are really working in that regard. Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant. And then we talk about Will Barton maybe playing the, some point. I think Torrey Craig fits when you put enough shooting around Jokic and he just doesn't have to be like – he's not one of two or three guys that can't shoot. He's just the one guy. Yeah. And he can make a timely cut when he really needs to. Yeah. Um, he, he can do that, you know. Sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I'm not counting on anything in his offense. I just yeah. Don't. But, man – like his, if you hold a guy to zero like he did for most of this game, and it doesn't matter if he scores. We talked about zero. a little earlier what that Michael Porter Jr. does things that nobody else on this roster does, and you no know, for Tory for some of his faults, he can go after a loose ball like a lot of other guys on this roster won't. <laughs> There's not many guys on this team who are willing to dive on the floor, you know, and like potentially get hurt. Tory Craig is down to dive on the floor after anything, and no, that's still oh, valuable. Oh, he took a spill today that I thought he died. Yeah. I mean, he... What, it looks like he hit his head on the rim? At the it end. looked first like he hit his head on the rim, and then, then he, like, like he swung. Broke, that looked like he broke his wrist. It looked, like, it looked like he landed straight on his arms and face. Like, oh, my God, Tory. He is um, not talked about enough uh, with regards to athleticism. You oh, know what I mean? Athlete. We always talk about... He's, 
easily a top three athlete on this team, right? Grant Beasley, Tory. Yeah, he flies. So. Yeah, he flies, right. man. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Him. I love Tory. He's he's you know what? Well, like he's, uh, he's 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 look when it's not going well, it's particularly frustrating because it dampens Nikola Jokic. But Tory Craig is one of the easiest guys to root for in the NBA. It's also yeah because he's super 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 nice. nice guy. Yeah. Um, you look at it. So I don't know that you can play if you're playing Jokic. I don't know that you can play Tory Craig and PJ Dozier. I don't know that you can play Tory Craig and Gary Harris. This has always been the problem. Man, we're talking about Gary Harris as a non-shooter now. Well, Jeez. well unfortunately. So I think shout out Gary Harris <laughs> back home in Indiana and I'm his not, first son. And I'm not sure you can play Tory Craig with Mason Plumley and Jokic. So like the part of the problem is I do think that he's a little bit limited with how you line him up. And my whole thing is I never – I don't love how Malone – I don't think Malone sees him that way. And so I – but I do think there is a role for him. And when you can play him in the right positions, he's a, he's a real huge asset, like he was tonight. Yeah. Should we go to another break? Yeah. Uh, welcome back, Davidson's. Hey! Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, locally welcome owned and operated back. with over 1,000 varieties of beers. They have wines from around the world, fine that, single yeah. malts, and rare whiskeys. Download their app today and use promo code FIRST10, F-I-R-S-T-1-0, to receive 10% off your purchase of $25 or more. First 10 was pretty... Uh, that was pretty easy. No, because you could have spelled the number You could have yeah. said I Yeah, I stand corrected. We got He does the reads. We just give him crap. Make sure you get all this offer because it ends January... Oh, shit, it ends tonight. Please, please, that can't be right. please leave that, that in the right. podcast. You know what? It can't be right. Try again. Please leave it in the podcast. definitely stated. I'm not ending this out. <laughs> Davidson's has two convenient locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. Or you can get your purchase conveniently delivered to your door. We love you. Remember that's code first 10 to receive 10% off your first order of $25 or more. Get it in quick. Get it in quick. Go fast. <laughs> All right, so now let's look big picture. Um, how much less afraid of you? We talked about this. We referenced it earlier, but being serious now for a moment, where do you stand now on this Nuggets Jazz situation? Like, are, are Nuggets better? I don't know. Too early to tell. Um, I would rather play the Jazz than the Houston Rockets. Sure. I'd rather play the Jazz than either of the LA teams. Dallas. I, Dallas. Dallas? I'd take my chances with Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's where I saw the Jazz right now. I'd rather play them than, than the Houstons and the LA teams, but no, I'd still rather Dallas. I think I had the favors thing circled for that reason. And him not being here, like I did want to see how Jokic approached the just go bear thing. Yeah. Sure, it's just one game, and so it's really easy to sit here and say it now, but I would just frame it as that was particularly encouraging. Like, the Jazz could absolutely win that series, of course, but I don't think you should be scared of that match. Another thing is, in a playoff series, these two teams could look a lot different. The Jazz should have Mike Conley tonight, and he has been bad this entire year, but adds a different dynamic. And the Nuggets were without four of their top nine guys. Yeah, this is not (laughs) the game that gives us an idea. But hold on, let us overreact. (laughs) No, 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 but it does give you an idea. For that very reason, like the Jokic-Gobert matchup is by far the most important one. That that, that is the the main pivot point of the series, and we did get that tonight. Right. And there's also just Yoke looked like he was ready for it. Like, it doesn't look like, oh, he was hot. He was like, yes, I'm, I'm doing this. Um... What do we? What do you guys make of um, 
Monte Morris, P.J. Dozier. Monte played 32 minutes tonight. He was a minus 8. P.J. Dozier was a plus 13 in 14 minutes. Is there a backup point guard controversy? I don't think we're there yet, but is this something that we might be talking about here by April? Well, I think the difficult part is, in a playoff setting, you're playing your backup point guard. The Nuggets are playing their backup point guard, what? 13 minutes. 8 or 9 or 10 minutes. Yeah. And... What are you really going to need for those eight or nine, ten minutes? Do you need defense? Yeah. Do you need length? Yeah. Or do you need Monte shooting? You, you need all three you of those things. You need all of that. Yeah. That, that, that's the difficult thing. So, right yeah, to decide. We're, we're not there yet. I don't know what it could look like in, in a couple months, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it still feels like more of a next year discussion maybe. Yeah, but, ideally next year probably. But, hey, man, I mean, there's something to that. Like, sometimes basketball – I've talked about this with you guys – off the pot a bunch but like oh man maybe you do just need the biggest guys out there yeah, you know what i mean a lot to, yeah and and it he, is a sport where height is very important and he obviously unlocks a lot of different lineup combinations with that in mind so yeah you got a second night of a back-to-back tomorrow court tory craig 36 minutes jeremy grant 34 Nuggets Jokic just took off by the way will barton 36 monte morris 32 i mean you got a lot will of guys barton in the 30s off, man. Will that barton. dude is a freaking warrior it's true. He actually, I, I do wonder if Jamal Murray and Gary Harris come back. I wonder if if Will Barton takes a game or two off, maybe longer. But I just, I don't. If he's not injured, he might just need a game or two off to get the body right. Yeah, yeah. they do have the All Star break coming up. Which the legs under him, the rebounding and the around the rim stuff has looked different, right, than it did to start the season. By different, I mean he looks tired. Yeah, Will What's Barton up? hit a couple of ridiculous, ridiculous. Shots. Oh man, the yeah. kind of Absolutely. shots that have a, a certain yeah. population of Nuggets fans beside <laughs> Some themselves. Absolutely ridiculous pull up threes. <laughs> Denver needed scoring, though. But there was yeah, a point there where it just looked like them. every bucket was so I know, so man. That's, that's the thing with Barton for me. Sometimes I'm like, yo, none of these dudes want the ball. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I know it's a – he was good. I thought he was actually pretty good tonight. Another big picture question. Nuggets were 9 of 27 from three tonight. They had a bunch of different – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys hit a three, but they only had nine total threes as a team. How concerned are you about the Nuggets' shooting and just their ability to, to knock down shots? Because it does, to me, feel like if they just had guys that would knock down shots, they would murder everybody on offense. Like, not, and I'm not talking about, like, great shooting. I'm just talking about regular shooting. Just league average shooters. I mean, with this current group, I just would always be concerned about what happened last year in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. One game, you go 3 of 20 from 3. Yeah. Next game, you shoot 50%. Yeah, they're hot some nights. I feel like that's probably going to happen again in the playoffs sure, if yeah. this is the current group, right? I mean, whoa. They're an inconsistent shooting team, particularly these guards. We just know that. I think yeah. we have more than enough sample size to know. I'm not. They can get hot. If they get hot at the right time, then great, but... I don't think you can look at this and say, yeah, I have a lot of confidence that they'll, they'll be a great shooting team when it matters. It's a great crowd at Pepsi Center tonight, by the way. Great really, vibe. this was a great environment. This one was, you got your money's worth tonight. I thought the Nuggets needed this, man. I, I do too. I, it, it's, not even, it's not a wins and loss thing. It just, it's been a slog for a month. And some games I think fans haven't cared for, even some wins that are like, oh, they got it out of there. Yeah, ugly, boring win. But one where the fan base could just go, man, this I, is I, I love my Nuggets. Yeah, you know? this was an I yeah. love my Nuggets win. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah that's a great way to this put it. This one felt like last year win. Yeah, mm. it definitely, that's a mm. great point. Maybe this is a sign of things to come. Who knows? Um, All-Star game. Jokic got selected for his second consecutive one. Uh, no surprise there. I mean, we, I think we all knew he was going to be there. He deserves to be there. He's probably, it's crazy to say, 
and maybe this is recency bias because it's tonight. I think he's first team All NBA at this very moment. Oh, I don't. We were talking about this after the game. I feel like it's either going to be him or Gobert. Right, and, and that's what I mean. And tonight, down to who honestly finishes higher in the standings? Yeah, that's think. a good point. Yeah, um, I'm going to take this moment to say. Can we all just stop paying attention to anything Charles Barkley has to say? Can we just stop? <laughs> I love stop? Chuck. You're right. You're right. I mean, people... Can't get too upset about He's there for fun, right? right? He's there for fun. People have really got after me earlier this season when I put a quote, you know, originally when Barkley said, um, you know, Jokic has been inconsistent. I said he probably hasn't watched many Nuggets games this year. And Except for the TNT one. And everybody was like, oh, are you kidding me? Barkley's a huge Nuggets guy. Yeah, He's watched a, so many games. Yeah, like, yeah. guys... Charles Barkley does not watch any games outside of the games. He is working <laughs> so on TNT that night. And it's and what do we know about the TNT sample size this year? Pretty horrific for yeah, the Nuggets, right? Hasn't had, hasn't and been Barkley's on. takes are Tell all the over the board. He's still holding on to the, the narrative that followed Jokic over the first month of the season, which he's completely done away with. And, you know... Everything he's been saying on TNT has been ridiculous. And, and I would take it a step further. He's just as wrong now as he was when he was praising the Nuggets, right, last year. Like, there was never a lot of analysis. It's, no, because it wasn't rooted in what oh, any right, of us right, were right. seeing. It wasn't, he, see, he saw something he liked and, like, Sure, it was the, it was the other side of this fence. He saw a good game and he yeah, had two months yeah. of Nuggets takes, right? It's He is a great entertainer and, and they make for an unbelievable studio show. Yeah, um, but it is world class. Honestly, my it, favorite. It, it of is all frankly time. embarrassing that you know he is like a lead analyst, and his opinions build narratives. Oh in, yeah, in the for sport, sure. And it should not be that way. Well, when you talk about building narratives, the only because I'm with you. Like I've grown to. I used to love Chuck, and I disliked him a lot. Now I really like him again. But it, I do say I, part of why I like him is because I ignore his basketball analysis, which is unfortunate. The one thing I'll say. I hate how much he complains about the league and the game. Because I do think that, as you're saying, he creates narratives when he complains about the league. And often his complaints are because he doesn't understand something. It's like when somebody gives us a bad review on iTunes and they're like, like my phone doesn't turn on. I'm like, well, that's not <laughs> Why my is fault, this man. playing at three times speed? Yeah, so like, uh, your <laughs> podcast is, everybody's talking at double speed. Well, turn the Check speed your down, man. Like, like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, also, that's iTunes, if you're listening. complains about the league. He complains about stuff he doesn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. I have nothing to add. I'm still coasting off that first Jokic. How's Jokic going to be in this All-Star game? So last year he didn't play a whole lot. First of all, do you think he plays more? Now it's his second All-Star game. So He's first team All-NBA. Everybody always says, like, everybody loves to chime in, oh, Jokic is probably upset that he got voted to the All-Star game. He, he would rather have a week off. I get the sense he really enjoyed, like, the All-Star I game he, last year. Maybe not the media stuff, but actually being there. I don't think he enjoyed the first year he went. When he did the skills yeah, challenge, about last year, yeah. but last year I think he enjoyed it, and I think the yeah, and amazing. I think he enjoys being around those guys and building relationships with them. So I, I think he he is excited for it, and um, I think he's just going to be more comfortable than he was last year. You know, maybe trying some more risky stuff. Who's maybe coaching? Getting a little wild with it. Who is coaching? Frank Vogel. And uh, well, Budenholzer coached last year, correct? I believe so. Yeah, so who's second in the East? Let's see how much attention we pay to the East. Oh, man. Is it Pulling Boston? It up. It's Boston, right? So it's... Oh! Stevens. He might get Stevens? No, it's Toronto at the moment. Is that... Was it... Well... Yeah, it would have been today, huh? So I think it's Toronto. Nick Nurse. Well, it might still be up for grabs. My point oh, being... Oh, that's right. It is all the way down to the end. <laughs> it would probably be Nick Nurse or Brad Stevens or Eric Spolstra. One of those three. Because they're all within one game. Playing time, I think, depends on which team he ends up on. 
That's a great point. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like Anthony Davis going to play over him. Yeah. There's a good, so there's an interesting, like, there's a lot of Euros. And I do kind of wonder if you could get, like, a Doncic, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Hopefully Simmons. takes Anthony Davis. <laughs> oh, he's definitely going to. I kind of could see Giannis doing that, too. Giannis has to take Chris Middleton first, though, which docks him a potential Euro. And maybe uh, a title, too. Oh, no, it's a different discussion. <laughs> Who would you want to see Jokic with? You can build the perfect, like, five-man group. So. Definitely Doncic. Definitely Giannis Antetokounmpo. That <laughs> yeah, would be awesome. I, I like the all-Euro team. So, hmm, I'm looking at it here. I want to. I think Chris Paul could be fun with him. I think... Uh, <laughs> Chris Paul would just be telling him, like, what he's doing wrong. <laughs> I feel like Chris Paul would be fun in Denver. Ooh, interesting. Let's interesting. do 20 minutes on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This will be fun. I'm actually uh, I'm excited for for the All-Star. I hope Michael Porter Jr. makes it to the Rising Stars. I, to me, I'm almost it. more excited for that, like the idea of Michael Porter Jr. being on the stage with that game. The rookie-sophomore game, I feel like, is almost in some ways more competitive. I'm just saying, I don't want him to see. I don't want him to play night. We're getting out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, before we get out of here, Taking care of your teeth is pretty important, and our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.